What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jenkins and Jones is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. Tons of reasons why I love betting the NFL on FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use, it's fast, safe and secure, and it has fast payouts as quick as two hours. There's also so many bet types, including same-game parlay bets, live betting, player props, and futures. FanDuel is making it easy for everyone to bet this season with a bunch of promotions that they'll be sharing all season long on our podcast. If you've been listening along, you've heard a lot of those. There's risk-free bets and same-game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets, and more. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now and sign up with promo code JNJ so they know we sent you. That's J ampersand J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See full terms and conditions at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Wednesday, November 17th, or it's Thursday, November 18th, and we've got a jolly good show for you today. (laughs) Jolly good? Is that what we're doing right now? I don't know. Yeah, it's a yep. It's a jolly, a jolly good show <laughs> on the volume. <laughs> As always, uh, Jenkins and Jones is hosted by my uh, my real life pals and internet pals, uh, Lejethro Jenkins, aka John. What's that, Bubba's? Dragonfly Jones, aka Tyler. Hey everybody, how's it going? And I'm Guardy B, aka Mike. And uh, started off with John D. McDonald. And let's, I was let's about talk to say, about Big Bubba's. And we're, we're <laughs> <laughs> the inventor of Bubba's. <laughs> um, uh, physical Bubba, Bubba's, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> we got our favorite feedback that we get on the podcast um, since we've joined the volume. <laughs> uh, Alabama fan. A man from Alabama couldn't believe a black person said nigga. He'd only seen white people. It was very disrespectful to him. It was gross. I can't believe a black man is saying nigga. He was taken aback. 
15 <laughs> seconds it should have took five <laughs> dude, he was upset dude. he said he said 10 seconds in and i hear the n-word barf emoji right 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 <laughs> come on how offended was he oh my god <laughs> come on g i love I, it though it means we're on the right path i was so happy when i saw that i was elated Thank God John D. McDonald doesn't fuck with Jason Jones. <laughs> oh, we went. Oh, we took a wrong. We took a left. Well, we should have took a right, nigga. <laughs> you feel me? Thank you, John D. McDonald. You're my North Star. <laughs> You're my South Star, nigga. How about that? I'm going the opposite way of you, motherfucker. Thank God. <laughs> it, it is one of those, like, uh, I wish you could convey to these people and you 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 said it when you quote tweeted him like i saw that and immediately screenshot it and sent it to the group chat and it's like great okay great news guys (laughs) i jumped on twitter so excited you have no idea how grateful i am for you how happy we all are that you don't fuck with us you know what i mean i should thank you Thank you genuinely. I honestly was thankful for that. You know what I mean? I looked at this picture. I'm like, yes. <laughs> High fives <laughs> from all over the nation, dog. Fuck you mean John D. McDonald? <laughs> you know what I mean? Fuck you out look of here. like uh, Cam Newton uh, after. Did you see the video of Cam Newton running around the yeah. whole stadium doing a high five line right. around the entire ring? That was you after you saw We're that back. tweet. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> <laughs> yes I, you know i spent nine years in alabama i know a bunch of john d mcdonald's and fuck all of them you know what i mean so <laughs> you feel me we bid you adieu my dear friend <laughs> too sweet for this world john d mcdonald <laughs> not to be confused with the other john mcdonald right you feel me know. with all 12 of them <laughs> that he knows specifically fuck out of here May the Lord carry him now. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's Boy, talk about that was let, great. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk oh, about let, let's talk about uh, buildings and uh, the good and stuff, exciting stuff. The the gajillion dollar corporations putting another stake in uh, everyone my age in Southern California's childhood. Uh, the Staples Center will become the Crypto dot com center. I, it's like difficult for me to even finish the sentence. The Crypto.com Center. Let's go to the crypto. Hey, Let's catch the want, Lakers game. If you guys want to jump on Staples.com, uh, they have Hammer Hill paper for seven ninety nine. dollars What? The Staples Center? There are literally two chairs on the top of the fucking, you know, $100 rolling chairs. <laughs> what did you do? How did it become the Staples Center? That's the question. <laughs> Tyler had a tweet to this effect as well. Yeah, go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, it's 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 been the Staples Center since what ninety nine, I think. Like yes, it had a a way longer run than most you know arena naming rights contracts go for the most part. It what twenty two fucking years. You we usually see shit flip flop five six years. You know what I mean? But I completely get the whole attachment to you know it being Staples Center because you know that's the house that Kobe and Shaq built. But bro. It's Staples. It is a fucking office supply chain. Like, you had to have known, for one, that it was going to be renamed sooner or later. And two, fucking arena names are stupid to begin with. So I can understand being attached to it because, like I said, it's the house Kobe and Shaq built. But I think that this just stamps it even more that that was Kobe and Shaq's era. That was their place. You know what I mean? And now we're moving forward. So I don't think that it erases Kobe and, 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 and Shaq. I think it cements them even further as the Staples Center being their era. My, Mike's mad is not the Swing Line Center. <laughs> it's not the would Office you, Max Center. Would you have had this much attachment? CVS Center. Like, what, would you, you have had, go there with it? Would you have had this much attachment if it was named the Office Depot Center back in 99? No, because that doesn't sound like, you know what this, I mean? The Staples Center doesn't sound good either. It was just Kobe and fucking Shaq doing numbers in there that, that was great. And that doesn't erase anything, I actually bro. disagree with you that it doesn't sound good. If you consider the business, the business is fucking lame. Absolutely. I don't know that I've ever been inside of a Staples office center or whatever. I, uh, you know what I mean? But you, you would not say, let's go to the office, whereas you, it's always been referred to as Staples since it opened. Like, oh, I was courtside at Staples. 
You know what I mean? Like, let's go to Staples to see Kobe and Shaq. And for me, for, for, for people in our generation who grew up in Southern California, you knew that the Lakers were this historic franchise. And I went to games at the Forum, but we, that was not our history. Like, Magic Johnson got AIDS when I was a kid, like a little kid. You know what I mean? And so, or got HIV, excuse me. <laughs> what? He also was really good at basketball. <laughs> I know, but I'm just, I know, yes, I know, but that was, but that was everyone's parents, but that was your parents, Lakers history, right? They closed the forum, they opened Staples with Kobe and Shaq, and the next four years was like the fucking best. And so to, to everyone, I think that's our age, it just holds an emotional significance. And because it's exactly what you said, 22 years, LA, quite frankly, has been blessed and different with this stadium naming shit. I know most cities have some dipshit fucking co- uh, company that they rotate in and out. Dodger Stadium has been Dodger Stadium forever. The Coliseum has been the Coliseum for fucking ever. The Rose Bowl has been the Rose Bowl since it opened. And it was the Great Western Forum, which I didn't even know was the name of a bank until they took it off of the that forum and it was just the forum. Bro. That sounds the Great Western Forum. That's what I'm saying. It was just it was a perfect name, the Great Western. I literally didn't know it was a bank. Staples like, Center is just basic though. Maybe it was always bad, but you have the memories there. It's nostalgic. I get that. And it's been for 22 years kicking off with Shaq and Kobe. So it's so this like oh some dumb new you know the fucking um, Smoothie King Arena the fucking Arco Arena going from the Arco Arena Arena to the Power Balance Pavilion to the Sleep Train Arena like we just have not done that in Southern California and I know that's snobby to say but it's also true I don't want to be like the rest of you I don't want to be like the rest (laughs) of you we have beaches and mountains listen bro bro. arena arena naming rights are dumb and I get the sentimental attachment here but you know, Staples at its core was dumb. It's an office supply it was chain, bro. Dumb. Like, it like was the most terrible. There was the most terrifying team of my life played their home games at a fucking supply chain database software development arena. You know what I mean? Like that was the scariest, best team I've ever seen in my life, and they played at a fucking database software arena. This shit is all stupid, and I don't understand getting this attached to it because, for one, it's stupid to begin with, and two, you know the shit's gonna get renamed once another big fucking bidder comes along anyway. So. Hey, Staples also has great deals on monitors and has <laughs> 79%, 70, 79 cent alcohol wipes. And they also sell bounty. Bro, okay. Bro, the, the, the staples around my way sells couches and flat screens. And I, I would go in that bitch like, who the fuck is furnishing their crib Shut out up. of staples? And then I found out last night, there a lot of people have a lot of sentimental attachment to staples. I was like, y'all the, y'all the motherfuckers buying couches out of staples. Huh? What the fuck? Not to the store. I didn't. I honestly, I'm dead serious. I honestly don't know that I've ever spent money at Staples. It smells then, like medicine inside of it. Okay, <laughs> it's horrible. That's what you that dude. They, Shaq and Kobe deserved better. That's how you should look at it. And Crypto.com. I'm not a big crypto guy. I think it's kind of like all this shit is just crazy because I'm maybe because I'm old to me, but also it's just like that. I think that's more f- fun to me than. Staples. No. Staples, bro. No. Staples. Staples. Crypto. Actual staples. The, you, take the crypto shit to the fucking Warriors, bro. You know bro, what I mean? I, I hear you. I hear you. The, 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 name the it crypt, like fucking good looking women. Name it name it good looking women in weed arena or something. Like na- you know what I mean? Like bro, commit, the, that doesn't exist, Mike. Get, they, get in and out. Get in and out. People don't have money. <laughs> but the, the the Heat are already named after crypto. They're FTX arena. Is that true? Like I see, and I don't even know. That's you know, lame. because these are be the crypt. I'd rather be the crypt. Anybody who would name it something cool like that doesn't have money mike this is the best option no it's not no i no actually because i because i hate the because i hate the crypto shit like you're taking down the name of the building since it was built since shaq and kobe were playing there and you're saying let's name it after a speculative limited edition collector's item masquerading as an investment masquerading as a currency let's call it walgreens wonderville that's what you want bro that's what you want bro the crypt is hard, dog. I don't care what you say. <laughs> what Bro, I know you. I, I get it, Mike. I get it. I get it. I swear to God, I get it. I'm nostalgic about the weirdest things. But trip off this, bro. It's a staples. 
okay? It's a staples, man. You need a hug. You need a hug. You 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 caping for staples, I do. bro. I do. I do. Not the company, the building. I know, but it's still staples. It was always silly. It was always silly. Shaq Let's talk about better. Warriors Nets, uh, Steph. <laughs> he just bullied the hell out of me. <laughs> Shut your fuck you. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. Teacher, go to the next class. He just boxed me out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the Warriors Nets game though. Um, God damn! Uh, do you guys get it? You guys get a chance to catch the game? I feel like I, I watched it. I watched yeah. it. I watched. I watched the second half. I'm. A, I, I, I'm gonna tell you, bro. Like I don't know what's going on with Steve Nash, Bubba. I don't. I don't I'm not, bro. Like I, I, I tweeted this. It looked like an actual basketball team pulled up to 24 hour and just played a bunch of guys that hopped on the team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, let let KD do KD stuff is your offense like that, yeah. bro. That's not an offense. It's 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 worlds of difference because you know the Warriors are a fucking finely tuned machine. You see guys both ends off of the court, ball, right? Yeah, you see you see guys cutting off ball. You see elevator screens. You see all types of fucking play calling. And then with the Nets, it's, it's hey, give it to Harden or give it to KD and get out the way. And no sets, no, it's not a yeah. single set. You know what I mean? It's like it, it make it made no sense to me. I'm like, what what are you doing? And I I, I, I we we talked about this last. Last last uh, a podcast, and I believe it even more now, bro. Like when when Clay comes back, that team is gonna be extremely good. I think Steph may have a chance to get his Finals MVP this year, bro. I mean, I I I I, I don't think it's it's fool's gold. I don't think so. I think they're really that good. And Steph, oh my god, oh my god, the man just peepy. It was dude. He's shimming first quarter. They're down four, 28-32. He hits one from like, you know what I'm saying, from my living room. They knew they were going to win. I smelled Steph from where he shot it from. You feel me? I felt the sweat fall on my face. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, dog, Steph is, uh, I, I think that MVP might be his this year, too, at what, 32, yeah. 33? We have like six more years of this. Thank God. You know what I mean? As Bron can, like, you know, is starting to deteriorate. We're seeing, this is what old age looks like. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like missing all these games for abdominal strains and things like that, you know? So, um, thank God we have a step. I mean, like, we saw that head-to-head, you know. KD is my guy. You know, I think he's the best player in the world when he's at his peak. But, whoo, Steph, Steph, (laughs) it didn't look like it last night, I'll say that. You know what I mean? The the Warriors are looking scary, man. They've they've found a way to, you know, they've cracked the code on Wiggins and they've made those 22 points per game that were empty before from him. They've made those mean something now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've turned Wiggins into a solid contributor. Clay's going to come back, and Clay is just, like, they're not going to miss a step with trying to get him back adjusted. It's going to be like he was there forever. You know, he's just going to seamlessly fit back in and just going to drop fucking, you know, five, six threes a game. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to be tough, man. They are gonna. Be, I mean, they're, they're the best team in the league right now. I think they're the favorites to win it all right now, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even mad like I should be, I guess. I mean, maybe because the, the Lakers are just so bad that it's not even competitive. It's It was different with, with the Braun, you know, with, 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 the, with the Cavs Warriors rivalry because we were like, this is a championship team that Braun has. You know what yeah, I'm saying? This is a sure. team that he can win two, you know, maybe three out of four with, if not for the Warriors. You know, looking at this Lakers team, it was like, eh. They wouldn't have shit for the Warriors anyway. Who cares? No, nah, they you get know? cooked. They don't. They get cooked. Yeah. Like, like we were on the uh, brother from another, another podcast, and I said, "It's like you know." I said, I, "I said like I don't, I don't know if it'll be good, but at least it'll be fun." I lied. It's not even fun. It's not even good enough to be fun. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hardly worth watching. And uh, Westbrook with these turnovers, bro. Like it's just the preseason won't matter, bro. You have the most turnovers in history right now, bro. <laughs> Breaking <laughs> records. It mattered, and it matters more now. Right, and then when Bron's back, like you're even less effective. And we had a chance at DeRozan, who like instead we get a guy that basically the Venn diagram of what he does is what is really close to like there's like it's like almost like a a a, a circle with what Bron does, but he's just less effective. And we could have got DeRozan, a guy good off the ball that would have actually benefited Bron. I don't know, bro. It just doesn't it doesn't make sense right now. Um, and then him putting up 38. <laughs> I was about to, you saw you saw Demar's comments that he quote assumed that he was going to the Lakers. That's how done of a deal he thought it was. Yeah, I mean, and and also Lonzo putting up like twenty five and looking like 
Lonzo a I'm great happy point guard, Lonzo. which he is. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Very, I'm very help. happy for Lonzo. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Lonzo he, fan. I never was not a Lonzo and fan. It, and but. unlike the DeMar thing, because I agree with you, the Lonzo move, that made sense when it, like, that had oh, to sure. happen. For you know sure. what I mean? And he and he was not he was not the dude he is now when he was moved. Like that was the move that had to be made at the time. But I'm very happy for that dude as a Southern California uh native who, you know, I got to see him doing crazy shit when he was in 10th grade and up. Like I'm, I'm very happy for his success. The Demar thing that's going to look funnier and funnier in the light. And we were excited cuz I know like I I think the thing is if you have a chance to get Westbrook and I think we've said this before you have to take Westbrook because like, you know what I'm saying? The numbers and all that. And if it didn't work out with DeMar, it would look really silly. But when you look at it, like how like pieces that fit, Westbrook just doesn't fit. You know what I mean? He just doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, any <laughs> turnovers, can't shoot, you know, it's <laughs> these are, these are all things. That, did you, you guys know. hear, did you guys hear how much Barclays was cheering for Steph last night? Oh yeah, there, there, there are more people yelling MVP for him than for uh, KD. <laughs> are, are the are the uh, are the Nets truly stepping into their role as the as the Clippers of New York in that? Because yes. because this is how the the forum used to be when the Clippers played there was everyone would go to Clippers games if you say the Bulls were in town, the Suns were in town, with Barkley, whatever. They'd play the Lakers one night, they'd play the Clippers the next night. You couldn't afford the Lakers tickets if you were like my family, but you could afford the Clippers tickets. <laughs> so are the Nets just? You know, Steph goes to the Garden, everyone hates him, you know what I mean? It's like, go Knicks, but when you go to the Nets, it's like, oh, Steph's in town. Like, let me <laughs> let me stop by. I don't give a fuck about the Nets, but I'll go see Steph. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. New York is a Knicks town. It's always going to be a Knicks town, and there's going to be Knicks fans who get brought out by, a, you know, certain away teams that come to Nets games, and that's what we saw last night, sure. I think it's also just Steph's league. Like, when the Warriors are in town, you go see Steph. You know what I mean? Like, you might not go see your team ever. But if Steph's coming to your team, you go see that team because you're going to see the Warriors. Like if you're in Atlanta, like my sister, she buys tickets to the Warriors games to see Steph, even though she, you know, she doesn't root for them. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you, I he's mean, just it's that, Steph's yeah. league. It's his, he's, the, he's the guy. He's the guy, bro. You know, the league mimicked him. They changed because of him. And, you know, I mean, he's, I mean, he's the main attraction. I mean, to me, I'm turning on my TV for Steph. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody I'm turning on my TV more for in, in the league than him right now. That that's a, that's one you just said one of this one of my favorite things about basketball because football doesn't play often enough and baseball the starting pitchers obviously don't play every game basketball is the only sport where like it feels like music you're like oh the Warriors are in town you know what I mean like oh they're playing they're playing the the Lakers and the Clippers and it, it does feel that way like oh your favorite musicians in town like I have to go out and see them like that's it's such a special thing about basketball I I absolutely I love and then. You know, you try and match it up like, okay, if Braun and AD and Westbrook are healthy and, you know, the Warriors come in after Clay is healthy, wow, you could catch five all timers, <laughs> you know, on one court. Shit. Like, I love shit like that, man. That's a special thing about the NBA. It's the locks versus dip set. Think the so. Warriors were that way. No, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying before the Warriors. The Warriors have been oh, that before, way for oh, like before since the, 2016. Before the previous, in, yeah, yeah. Before the previous incarnation. Who was before the Heatles? Who would you go and the see? Celtics. Before, yeah. The Celtics? The Celtics? You think, I don't think I, I th- we might have to go all the way back to Kobe Shaq, man. I think so. That's what I think. Yeah. I think, yeah. I don't I don't think people were leaving their seats for the Celtics. The Celtics were good. I didn't I, I don't in think in Southern California people would leave to go to punch the ticket on KG and Paul Pierce. Yeah, you guys, but that's you know, because y'all, y'all Paul hate Pierce the is stand- too, you know, hate, but, hate and, but Paul but Paul Pierce too. is also a Southern California dude. You yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah. So uh yeah, Lakers for sure. Like those are the it's it's the teams the where I think before that you know you, I mean? yeah you you, like, you, yeah. you know who the team is because it's a team that you you would if you're taking your kid you'd get there early to watch shoot around For sure. you know what I mean that you, you'd be like we have to see every minute and Steph is absolutely that way if you've ever been to a Warriors game people will show up the second you can get in to watch his full warm up <laughs> didn't the Warriors like sell tickets where you can have you know it's a, yes. it's available you can come in to like watch his shoot around it's opposite that road stadiums do that. I mean, bro. I mean, I mean, come on. Who's who? Who else's league is it right now? You know, what I mean, like kids are wearing, you know, Under Armour. <laughs> he, he got kids to wear Under Armour basketball shoes. Stop. <laughs> Implausible. He had them wearing nursing <laughs> shoes, hooping in. You know what I'm saying? It's Shuff- like shuffleboard, shuffleboard shoes. shoes <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they passed up the swoosh to, to in order to get that 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 Under Armour logo, bro. Like, dog, that that dude. He's he, it's. What he's that doing guy, is special. 
That guy Steve Curry, you know, <laughs> Stephen Curry is out Stephen, here balling. Stephen Curry, and and, uh, and unlike Nash, the the offense, like we talked about, the offense that Curry has running, bro. It, I mean, it's it's beautiful to see. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like I think we said this before too, but it's like San Antonio, but fun to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's San, San Antonio with seasoning. You know what I'm saying? Like off ball <laughs> movement is is just is incredible. You mentioned Steve Nash. I just wanted to ask: uh, Do you th- do we think that Steve Nash, after the game, just immediately took to the streets to try and find someone selling a fake Vax card on the corner for Kyrie? <laughs> <laughs> that offense was great when they had Kyrie. Right? It's like let the players just be themselves. You know, it works I mean? when you have sixty percent Hall of Famers on the court. You feel me? <laughs> when you it have does- one guy, and then I mean, uh, 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 when you have like. KD and then a Harden that hasn't looked anything like Harden. He's down. You have a guy in a hat. Trick. <laughs> yeah, right, I, right. I I love how like a couple weeks back when they were talking about how there there is talk of New York City lifting this vaccine mandate, like, and, and they asked Nash, "Will you welcome Kyrie back if the if the city lifts the mandate?" He's like, "Oh hell yeah, absolutely." He's like, <laughs> "We are not taking a moral stand here at all. Let's not get this confused." <laughs> this is <laughs> like, this like, business. We, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I, I appreciate the honesty. It's always appreciated. <laughs> Yeah. Let's talk about my favorite uh basketball uh reel that we got this week, which was uh what Spencer Dinwiddie dubbed the Kyle Kuzma look no look pass. <laughs> 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 that video was so fucking funny. I watched it three times in a row of him <laughs> looking at a dude, passing it, and then <laughs> looking, looking away, away and clearly doing a I'm so fucking sweet type of a move. <laughs> Sometimes he didn't even look away. He just did the arms of a no-look pass. You know what I mean? <laughs> like his arms made it seem yeah. no-look, yeah, like, but like you were there's staring a, there's a certain, dead at the dude. Yeah, like there's a certain whip when I'm up. Right, right, no right, right. That he was doing while looking dead at the dude. He went right? across his face like he was looking away, but he was still looking at the dude. Like... <laughs> He had the he had you know what I'm saying the jazz hands yeah. like he was doing yeah. a no look but he wasn't bro like right. I, I, Tyler you brought this up in the group chat we all thought that you know he was a too cool for school ass motherfucker but he's a nerd you know what I'm saying that's trying to appear cool and that's yeah. so much more endearing you it know is. what I'm saying like you it's know what I'm saying those, those, two, yeah. those people alone are so much fun generally you know once you get them out of the light you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they're not pretending anymore <laughs> so yeah but it, it's hilarious that is that is. <laughs> Kuzma would be the guy that has the no look look pass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the look no look pass. Look, no look. The, the look yeah. no look dime from Kuzma. He also had uh, he also had the the best tweet of the week when a uh, <laughs> a Cleveland uh, television station captioned him as player who only has a championship because of LeBron James, and he quote tweeted that with. We have something in common, Cleveland. Nice to meet you. Zap. <laughs> Got their ass. What the Look fuck at was Cleveland with the jokes. Did they like that's the the lack of awareness? <laughs> you threw the lob for you to get dunked on. <laughs> Thank you. What the fuck? Crazy. Okay, John wanted me to do a dramatic reading of this text message on the podcast. So let go. me let me let me bring it up. <laughs> yes. Horny hours with Jiggies and Jokes. <laughs> More cock talk coming cock, up. Cock, <laughs> cock talk sponsored by Trojan Con. By Staples. We're hammering y'all. It's on sale Staples. for $1.99. <laughs> Come get your rolling chairs and cock talk at your local right. Staples. Alcohol wipes for 79 cents. <laughs> Fuck you guys. All right. This is a tweet from uh, Jet Set Jade. And every every time we spend 30 seconds on the internet, uh, we come away from it thinking, thank God we don't have to live our lives as women on the internet because men are the worst. Literally. The disgusting. Worst. God damn. She posted a screenshot of a tweet and said, I'm done fucking with old men who says that. And the tweet said, and I quote, my mouth watered for you last night. My muscle was throbbed for your womanhood. Dot dot. Womanhood, like you said it though. Womanhood, low key fire, dog. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna fire this off to the missus a little later. I'm gonna, you know, sort this to the memory. I'm gonna whisper, you know? whisper in her ear. 
I miss your womanhood. I am throbbing for your womanhood. My muscle is pulsating. My main vein is pulsating for your womanhood. Oh, I want to know how old this dude is, bro. Because I'm an old motherfucker, and I feel like this is beyond my realm of old. Like, are you dating a fifty-year-old? He's eight hundred and thirty years old. <laughs> he saw Moses split the Red Sea. Okay, he saw Moses part the Red. Bro, what the womanhood? I'm. What do you say? What do you say? I'm salad. I was. I'm salivating. My mouth was watering. My mouth was watering. <laughs> hey, but though, he has good taste. Vagina is delicious. But <laughs> it I, is. It is. So I'm womanhood, happy womanhood is an analog term for <laughs> like that is a like that's MS a horse Doss. and buggy carry <laughs> carriage <laughs> term. That's pre-internet for sure. That's pre-Wi-Fi. You know, you, you hear the dial up in the background once you hear womanhood. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 19th century. I mean, that is like that's a Shakespearean sonnet term. <laughs> what <laughs> shoes did he have on when he sent that, bro? <laughs> Definitely hard oh, bottoms. Some, yeah, some hard bottoms for sure. You know bro. what I'm saying? Some some fake gators. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> womanhood womanhood a lot the of wind whispered womanhood those, those toes were definitely off the, the ground the wind was whispering through the trees of your womanhood <laughs> whispering <laughs> he has to have a lisp too he has to have yeah, a lisp, a lisp. <laughs> your womanhood with <laughs> throbbing for your womanhood <laughs> good god bro his tongue must be huge <laughs> I just feel like he's a big tongue person for some reason. Big beefy tongue in his mouth, dog. Talking about womanhood. Good God. What 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 made him think that that was it? That was this, it. The, the, this the, the wild part of this. The wild part of this is ain't no way in hell. This is his first time rolling that out. No oh, way. Oh man. No way. This he is a habitual meat pulsating for your womanhood a womanhooder i know he is bro, <laughs> i know he is. this has probably been in the playbook for like 10 15 years for this dude this bro. is his batting 800 screen. he's probably this batting 800 with it, dog this is at the top of the playbook <laughs> he, just, he, he just he puts up one when he calls this one <laughs> iso he, he called it iso baby he got it this is an easy bucket you feel me no. And 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 being that he, I'm sure he's a habitual offender with this. It has worked before for him. It had to. He's you don't go back to it if it doesn't. It was worked a lot. Mm -hmm. I think the thing is he's 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 probably messing with like a, a like an OG. You know what I'm saying? He's probably like eight to ten years older than her. You know what I mean? And so like this has worked on my. You know what I'm saying? On the on the people he's messed with. So he tried it with his young thing. And You're he saying that? It. And it's really it, hard, hurtful losing your young thing. I feel it'll work for it, yeah it'll work with the Etnas, not with the jades bro like bro. You, you know you you, you got to know your the oh, you got to do the, the Debra's report are, the Debra's are big womanhood oh yeah the barbers will go crazy for that barbers, shit bjs the bjs will go crazy for that you know what I mean? but no g if you got a love before your name you ain't going for womanhood okay <laughs> tasha ain't fucking with womanhoods neither is latasha latoya none of that you feel what i'm saying <laughs> you're saying you think this gotta is like the, the demo gotta know the you're, demo you're dude. saying you think this is like the dude i sent you in the video who was uh on that radio show not allowing anyone to disrespect nipsey you think he's like oh i yeah. represent this crip shit <laughs> okay can, with can, can, womanhood. I, you want to talk about that a little bit i mean you closer to the crips than we are mike so you can <laughs> <laughs> mike just gave us a no that's, that's not pod talk uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good clip. I retweeted it. Uh, it's, a, it's a good clip. It's important hey. to know the difference. Uh, this is uh, not germane to the video clip, but just generally. It's important to know the difference between radio slash Twitter shit and real life shit. And there is a difference. And if they really do change the name of the Staples Center to the Crypto.com Arena and all these fucking little tech bros who've recently moved to LA are running around talking about, oh, it's the crib. <laughs> the, people will learn the difference between the Twitter shit and the real life shit, bro. Because it's sure a difference. Do when I told people to take that Kobe's off, my mentions were looking real different. 
<laughs> it wasn't Indiana out here, baby. <laughs> it was. It was in Indiana in my mentions. Okay. This is the yes. difference between Southern California and other places is that the real, real, real ones are fuck with the Lakers and Dodgers out here, bro. Right. <laughs> I learned how close the, the the Lakers are to the city. Like you just disrespect the Lakers, you disrespect in L.A. You feel me? Disrespect Southern Cal. You know, you know what I'm saying? So the, sure, the, sure. the what was funny was watching when the Lakers won the bubble championship, the impromptu celebrations that happened around Staples Center. And, you know, at that time, we were still fairly early in the pandemic, right? So there's a lot of the like, well, the people breaking the 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 uh the quarantine rules, the stay at home orders, those are like redneck white people or whatever. And it was like, these are not redneck white nah, people. <laughs> these are them ones, bro. These are them ones. <laughs> these are people with ATVs that they keep in the garage for no reason other than maybe the Lakers will win a championship. <laughs> and they would jump the shit out of COVID, okay? Putting fists to COVID. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> this is fucking rallies and donuts. <laughs> You know, right. on main streets, fucking Love 10 it. o'clock at night. It was the best. All right. Let's talk about uh, Marcus Thompson's dynasties. We're finishing it up. Um, we got the last three chapters, which is the King Dynasty. Uh, fit, very fitting, actually, for what we've been talking about. The Steph, uh, Steph Curry Warriors and the Near Dynasties. Um, Tyler, do you want to? I, I just want to say again, Tyler, great pick, bro. Thank you, man. Well, I mean, shout to Marcus, because Marcus is the homie for real. You know what I'm saying? And and this is a great fucking concept. So, did I send yeah, you guys a picture of Vincent? Marcus sent Vincent a signed copy of the book, and it had a really nice inscription in there for him. And Vincent fl- absolutely flipped the fuck out. Like he's been showing everyone when when Tyler and JJ come over to work, he shows them the book and the inscription, and then he points at the name, and then the name on the cover of the book. He's like, "It's the guy who wrote the book." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have this, and you don't. Okay, right, let's make you know. Right, right, right. It's cool, man. It's cool. He's a, he's a really good dude for that, bro. I can't imagine as someone who was you know an eight year old bookworm myself. I can imagine a, a a guy who who wrote a book that I love telling me that he appreciated me reading it. You know what I mean? Like that would have been huge for me at that age, bro. Huge. But but who 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 babysat? Vinny, can you name like the, the the list of Hall of Famers or future Hall of Famers that have <laughs> babysat him? Like his he's life, been is great, for... he's grown up in the Long Beach sports world, so you know he in the, in the Garibaldio sports world. Let's be honest, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, he just, he's 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 uh he's been blessed by his time and places. Uh, I was uh growing up, but yes, he's uh, everyone from Juju to Biggie to fucking Misty May Trainer has <laughs> sat with Vinny for a couple hours while I did my job. You know what I mean? <laughs> Too far. FanDuel Sportsbook wants you to get the most out of every NFL game day. That's why they're giving everyone a $10 risk-free bet every week. All you have to do is bet a same-game parlay bet with three legs or more, and if your bet doesn't win, FanDuel will pay you back up to $10. I am going to be watching that Patriots-Falcons game on Thursday night football. I think the Patriots, Patriots are all the way back. Mac Jones is humming. So I am going to build a same-game parlay where I'm taking the Patriots to cover. I am taking the over on the total points, and I am taking all of the player props on Mac Jones because I think he's just ascending to another level. But same-game parlays are not the only reason I love betting on all the NFL action with FanDuel Sportsbook. They've got fast payouts in as little as two hours. It's easy to use, safe and secure. It's America's number one sportsbook. There's no feeling like nailing a same-game parlay bet, so lock in your bet today on FanDuel Sportsbook and get up to 10 bucks back if your bet doesn't win. New to FanDuel Sportsbook, they're also offering a risk-free $1,000 bet if you prefer that. Just sign up with promo code J&J, and if your first bet loses, you get up to $1,000 back in site credit. That's promo code J&J. Make sure you type it out as J ampersand J. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, West Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund $10. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. 
Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects easy. We've used Angie at my house. We had some work done. uh, We had some painting done. We're able to find a bunch of really qualified people with good rates through Angie and pick someone we're really happy with. It was super easy to use the app, super easy to connect with someone. We got the call right away, so we didn't have to sit around and wait. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installation, or cleaning. Angie has simplified finding help for home projects. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service projects from start to finish. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So let's talk about the King Dynasty, Tyler. So yes, you know, this is a very unique chapter. (laughs) It's a unique chapter because, of course, you know, the book is dealing with, you know, dynasties, the 10 teams that, you know, shape the modern NBA. But, you know, you cannot leave LeBron out of this discussion I, and and you know he, he gave lebron a chapter here because he you know he talks about you know besides the whole how bron shifted the 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 league with you know the whole player empowerment that you cannot leave him out of the discussion when when discussing finals and championships he's went to 10 of them you know what i mean he he went to fucking eight straight you know he's got four rings so yes he's a dynasty into himself because and it goes back to what i've said before that we discussed how bron is a player system you know what i mean like when he comes to your team, you're going to play basketball in his image and his design. So, you know, it was a really good chapter that touched on that. And like I said, um, you cannot discuss dynasties without discussing LeBron. If, 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 you're, if you're a focus of the discussion, as this book is, it's kind of, you know, how they impact each other. I think it's really interesting because I totally agree with his pick of teams and of using Braun as a team here. And I just think it, something that became clear in this chapter to me is there's a difference between being an all-time great player and being a dynasty all-time great player. And I agree with John. I mean, Kevin Durant has taken the mantle over as the best player in the world, but it's different. It's the history of the NBA is this book. It was Jordan, then it was Kobe and Shaq and Tim Duncan, and then it was Braun and the Steph Curry Warriors. Like, And... As good as KD is right now, he's just the guy who is maybe the best player that year, right, for Steph Curry's Warriors. And as good mm-hmm. as Klay Thompson is, 
he's Scottie Pippen to Steph Curry on Steph Curry's Warriors. Like that is the way that this shit will be thought of in 60 years, whether that's fair or not. And and it's interesting when you look at the league now to think about the Giannis's, um, all the other great players, and we'll just see. But you had the way the NBA is, you have to win a couple of those. <laughs> In order to end up in this book, you know what I mean, and I and I totally agree with him. Like this is how we talk about and remember basketball, you know, pa- passed down through the generations. The thing is, KD has won a couple. He won a couple MVPs with that too, and it's still Steph's team. And that is so interesting. We're the best player on the team for two of the three chips. You know what I mean? It's not the guy. He's just not. You know what I mean? And he, if anyone and said the KD Warriors, if anyone said the KD Warriors, you'd be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" We'd be John right? D. McDonald. Yuck. We, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> throw up emoji. So yeah, it's wild. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I mean, you know, KD. If if we're talking about the Steph Wars, KD went to the house that Steph. Went. There's yeah. no way around that. You know, what I mean, nope. like KD was the best player on those teams, but that was Steph's. That team was built by Steph. That team was built in Steph's image and Steph's strength. You know? It's interesting how people have looking at, looked at Steph. And he talked about this in the Steph Warriors, too. It's like how people, you see kids out here shooting from, from deep now, you know, thinking they can imitate him because they think what they could do with what Steph does. But I think, you know, Steph's talents, like that he came out the womb being able to shoot. There is something in his genetic makeup that makes him as good as he. You, you we could, we could, all three of us could have, could, could work twice as hard as Steph did. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying he doesn't work hard as And be half you know as I mean? good. And be half, mm-hmm. maybe, right. maybe. You know what I mean? So there's something the, in his the, makeup. The but we're is, trying to imitate that. And, it's, and that's what's really right. interesting to me, too, as well. The difference is because he's 6'3, it presents the illusion of ability. <laughs> you know, he got he, he that baby face. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he looks like he's not a guy. You know, he shouldn't be a guy. You know, but there's something in his makeup that, he was going to be this, you know? Yeah. So. And, it's, and, and it's like, you know, we've, we've heard that, that narrative about Steph being an underdog. And I do not buy into that at all because, he, you know, for one, you're 6'3". You're you know, you came, you're the son of an NBA player. Mm-hmm. You had all types of, you know, the opportunities and, and trainings and camps and all that. You're not an underdog. But, you, but I do think Steph is an overachiever. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's an underdog, but he's definitely an overachiever. None of us looked at this kid and was like, this is going to be the second best point guard ever. This is going to be the guy who changes the NBA. This is going to be the best shooter of all time. This is going to be a two-time back-to-back MVP, one of those MVPs unanimous. This guy is going to lead a team of 73 wins. None of us saw that for Steph. Not a single soul. Steph probably didn't even see that for Steph. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's not an underdog at all, but he is for sure an overachiever. No one who grew up with a gator around their house is a fucking underdog to me ever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you like, had a driveway. You, like, you, you, you grew up as a millionaire son of an NBA player. You have the same job your dad had. You're just better at it. That's not, I mean, that's yeah. not an underdog. Yeah, I totally agree he's an overachiever. But, yeah, the underdog shit. Uh, some teacher, I think, in Oakland wrote him a letter asking him to come talk to, the, to her kid saying that. It was like, because you're not as big as the other dudes, every kid thinks they can be you, and there's a little bit of a danger in that. <laughs> you know, no one, no, one, no one in Southern California thought they were going to be Shaq. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. <laughs> you knew you weren't Shaq, but you can trick yourself into thinking you could be Steph. It's really funny that we saw him at Davidson doing those things against the best players in the nation in the, in, during the tourney, and we just assumed he'd be a 14-point per, per, per game player. You know what I mean? But he's doing shooter. The, he's yeah, yeah. But he's he's better. You know what I'm saying? Like he's you know he's better. Not than the 15 points than what we saw at Davidson. That's extremely abnormal to me. You know what I'm saying? So, I I mean I didn't think yeah, but it's 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 wild. He's definitely yeah. He's he's definitely overachiever. So, some guys, and this is an interesting phenomenon in sports to me. Some guys succeed at a certain level at every level of competition. We had a baseball player. Uh, in out of Lakewood near here, uh, you know that that plays in the league that all the Long Beach high schools play in. Second team All League player, his whole career. I don't think he was ever on an All Star team as a youth player. Goes to college, second team All Conference player. Mm-hmm. Hits like two, hits like two ninety mm-hmm. in high school. Hits two ninety in the NCAA. Gets drafted by the Giants. Okay, he's in single A. He's in double A. Hits two ninety. 
second team, you know, and then gets called up to the major leagues, hits 290 in the major leagues. That's weird. Wins a World Series ring with the Giants. It's just, there's just some dudes like that where it's like, I'm at my, I know exactly who I am. I'm at my level. So for Steph, he's playing YMCA ball or whatever rich kids play that's, you know, the better version of YMCA ball. He's playing NCAA basketball. He's playing the NBA. He's, I'm going to do this shit <laughs> to whoever's guarding me. And it, it is what it is. <laughs> he makes it the Steph Curry show wherever he goes. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like him hitting like, 350 in college and then 400 in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, usually we see guys that'll be like the 500 in high school and they'll go right. down, you know what right. I mean? To like norm, you know what I mean? Like but, Lonzo. Lonzo had what I would think of as a very traditional, like unstoppable in high school, mm-hmm. set a bunch of records in college, but you could see that the shot wasn't, you know, yeah, quite yeah. at the college level and then got to the NBA and realized, oh, I have to completely deconstruct this and put it back together. Mm-hmm. Steph, it was just this weird. You know, straight up arc, absolutely, really, yeah. really, really unique. Um, let's talk about the near dynasties, uh, Tyler. What, what, what sort of jumped out at you? What interested you the most from this chapter? Um, I do think the the Rockets probably don't get enough credit. Um, I think that you know, and and Marcus said it himself. You know, they're a victim of winning those rings. You know, without MJ, MJ wasn't there for a season, mm-hmm. and when MJ came back, he's all right, but. I think if you look at the at, at the Rockets, if you look at the style of ball they played, they played spacing, shooting, in and out back, which is kind of what what the NBA is about today. Except NBA teams really don't go through the center offensively anymore, you know, for the most part. But you know, they also don't have Olajuwon. Yeah, exactly, because they don't have Olajuwon, right? <laughs> if they had Olajuwon, yeah. they'd figure it out. You know what I mean? For sure. But yeah, but yeah, they, they played ball in a very you know modern way. Like I said, the, the spacing, the shooting, and the inside out ball. Like that was that that was fucking you know that's modern day basketball that we were seeing twenty five years ago. I think the Sixers don't get enough credit, and I think Doctor J, J in particular. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like twenty twenty in college. I'm looking at the numbers he put up in the NBA. I'm like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, 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 knew, he was a, I knew he was a guy. I knew that. But I hadn't looked into, at the stats. The stats blew me away how, how incredible he was. But he got caught up in between, like, you know, some, some real great teams, you know, great dynasties. And they had, they had, a, they had some incredible teams, too, that they, that they underachieved. I think they blew a 3-1 lead against, I forget who it was, but they blew a 3-1 lead in the, in the, in the, in the conference finals before. So... But Dr. J, like how and, and uh, how the, the teams that the Sixers had, and how we we never talk about them. We just talk about we just we don't even talk about Dr. J's numbers. We just show his highlights. We show that up and under. You know what I'm saying? We show how smooth he was, how cold, cold he was. But we don't actually show the, the, the like how he really was a baller, and he put up incredible numbers. It just didn't happen a lot of times in, in certain some some of the big moments. But they had a, they had some squads for sure. And I've I've said before I think Moses Mullins perhaps the most underrated player in NBA history. Like, he, he was a three-time MVP. You know, a guy who was getting you 27 and 13 in his peak. Busted Kareem's ass for a ring in a sweep. And we don't talk about the guy at all. Like, I, I really think Moses is perhaps the most underrated player in NBA history. I think Dr. J is probably the older basketball player who, the people that I know who grew up watching him, there's the biggest discrepancy between how they feel about him and how younger people know about him. And I don't know if it's mm-hmm. a Long Beach thing or what, but the people who are like 15 years, 20 years older than us, they talk about Dr. J. You know, Michael Jordan, they're still having GOAT conversations about Michael Jordan and Dr. J, just in terms of the best mm-hmm. player they've ever seen. And I think growing up when we did, I just, I, it's just not what I heard, you know, at the time necessarily. So I, here's a question, because I totally agree with Marcus about the Rockets and the fact that they won their championships, um, you know, not against the, the full Jordan Bulls. Do you think, like when I was a kid, I thought the Bulls would have won eight championships in a row. But the older I get and the more you see how human beings and their emotions, like that's a part of the equation on these dynasties, I don't think that that's possible. Like, do you think that they would have won both of those championships? Because if the Rockets had beaten the Bulls for their first championship, I think we'd talk about that team completely differently. Um, But I, I disagree with the cultural assumption that well, the Bulls would have just, you know, like won no matter what because of Michael Jordan. The, Jordan retiring probably gave the team a reprieve. <laughs> you know, like Tyler talks about how nobody was happy on that Bulls team. You know what I'm saying? They got, you know, three years, a year and a half without MJ, and then another three years. You know what I'm saying? 
So, like, I think that kind of gave him reprieve. Like, dude, I, I, what, eight years straight playing that, like, with that type of, you know, <laughs> with that dude on your head like that? I don't know if they would have stayed together. <laughs> you know what I mean? That might have been important for him to retire. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, that, 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 we're talking about the Rockets totally different. They at least won one of them against MJ for sure. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Jordan himself said that he retired after the first three feet because he was drained. He was yeah. mentally and physically drained. He just didn't think he could do it anymore. So I do not see the, the Bulls, you know, running off eight straight. Hell no. No way in hell. It's interesting. It's, uh, it's, the- it's, 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 it's an interesting kind of a trick almost to pull on the Rockets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That it's, it's like, I'm going to devalue your championship by not being there. It also shows what a psycho he was, by the way, that he's like, <laughs> Let me go play minor league baseball because I'm drained, which is arguably the most grueling thing you could do to yourself in pro sports <laughs> in America. I mean, <laughs> let me go chill out playing minor league baseball. I know you had a nicer hotel room than everyone else, but that's not a fun life to live. You know what I mean? Right. You're it's up. also it's it's also a clear case of big guy bias. You know, big guys do not get their credit the way that we give it to you know smaller guys, the wings and guards, because like if we're discredit if we're discredit we're discrediting. Akeem because we, we didn't get to see him matched up against Luke Longley when he went through Ewing and Shaq to get these two rings, right? Like, like that's madness. Like I said, it's big guy bias. We always lean more towards the wings and the guards when, in, in these discussions rather than the big guys when, when discussing greatness. You were talking about, uh, you know, players not getting enough love. I think James Worthy is one of those players too, man. I think he's up there with Moses Malone where, like, we just don't talk about Worthy enough. You know what I mean? He was crazy, but I th- yeah. you put in a lot of t- playing, like, you know, triple-A ball, or, or was he playing single-A ball? Whatever. I don't, even, I don't even know what Whatever, yeah, minor league. I saw him play for the Birmingham Barons. You put in a lot, put in a lot of heavy weight on, on playing. <laughs> he struck out, like, 17 <laughs> times straight at one point, bro. That's like, stressful, too, though, and especially if you have the mentality that he does. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like baseball, it's like failure-drenched, and minor leagues are, you know, the money obviously doesn't mean anything to him, but it's like, you you get drafted and you congratulations you're the best high school baseball player in the country you get to be on a fucking bus you know 250 days a year for 10,000 bucks a year or whatever like it's it's crazy and he was like let me get away from the bright lights of the NBA and go grind it out in double A fucking baseball. It's crazy. In Birmingham. I couldn't. Like we had the Knoxville Stars when I was living in, in, in Tennessee and I ran to watch him play. And I remember like by the sixth inning, I was like, can we go home, Dad? He <laughs> 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 already struck, struck out like two or three times. I'm like, yeah, man, I've, I've seen enough. <laughs> I'm going to watch David Justice, you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> right, 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 you know, right, a right. real one. You know? <laughs> all right, that's all the time we've got. Um, thank you to, uh, thanks to Marcus for writing a great book. Uh, we, I really enjoyed it. It was a good break from uh, learning about the crushing weight of how horrible American history is to uh, dip our toes in with <laughs> with a basketball book. So and animations <laughs> like that. Yes, was, and like cool. Know. Oh, look at this yeah, cool yeah. drawing of Steph Curry. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say this real quick. Arthur Jaffa. I'm getting my artsy nerd shit. But Arthur Jaffa dropped the ID Mag. He like edited a whole ID magazine. I don't know if y'all hit the Arthur Jaffa, but I get high a lot and watch his stuff and like cry. It's it's beautiful beautiful shit but like cop that and if you aren't hip to arthur jaffa check his stuff out man it's, it's dope but i think that's what? just so cool bro what exactly is an id man id id magazine it's it's, it's a, it's a oh, magazine that's the name of it yeah oh, yeah yeah, like yeah a, he a edited type it. of magazine yeah or yeah but arthur jaffa is like a visual artist and he like he has like these archives of you know vis- visuals and he puts them together and makes visit makes these incredible like moving uh pieces of work or art but like sometimes you can watch them on youtube and stuff like that or like on, on the computer but I've seen him in a couple of museums and you know what I'm saying? I like salivate. I'm, I, my, 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 my main like vein is throbbing. Is throbbing. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> watching, watching his work. But no, he's, 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 I think he's one of the best visual artists of our era, of our, our, our time personally. But um, yeah, check, uh, t- tap in with that. Tap in with that. It's, it's fire. All right. We'll see you guys on Monday, uh, right? Yes, this is the midweek episode. Yeah, we'll see you on Monday. Uh, Bye. I'm there with you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening.